Hi, welcome to the Ennea Sisters podcast. You are listening to episode five, Enneagram Wings. I am Jenny Wigglesworth. And I am Kelly White. And we're going to just jump right in. The reason we are talking about the wings is sometimes when we look at our Enneagram type, there are what we call seasonings that are not included uh, right away. So understanding the wing is understanding further into why your type might be different than another type in that same category of number. So we'll start with type one, wing two. The type one wing two is known as the activist. The activist is extroverted, warm, and empathetic. They sense needs, but they don't actually feel the need to help. Um, They don't criticize or say, or sorry, don't criticize a type one wing two or say that they are self-righteous. That's definitely going to rub them the wrong way. Uh, They take criticism pretty harshly, especially with a wing two. Wing um, twos tend to have that quid pro quo type persona. Uh, So criticism is going to be hard for them to take. So if you are in a relationship with the one with the type two wing, or you are one, you understand that criticism might be hard. Um, This activist will do what's right. And they do try to meet needs. It's just they may not always meet needs, not like a traditional two would. Their basic desire is to be an upstanding citizen, upstanding in their home, upstanding in their community, upstanding in the world. Remember, they're still type ones, so they have that save the world persona. But with the wing two, they're more helpers. Um, They bring on that helping Um, needing, warm, empathetic that maybe a traditional one wouldn't have. One thing that differentiates them from a one wing nine is they tend to talk a lot. They try to do too much in a day. So if you are a common multitasker, (laughs) you might be running from one errand to the next just in the nick of time like I commonly will do because I am a one wing two. (laughs) And I also tend to speak very fast they trans- one thing that they do commonly do is transition from speaking to preaching because they have a desire for the world to be a better place. They want everybody to jump on board with them. Um, that can be a dangerous place to be, but is definitely a one wing two thing. Uh, their basic fear is to be impure and they they're known and they love working for justice, collaborating with others, and solving problems. So that's a one wing two. A one wing nine is known as the optimist. Um, I love these characters. Uh, they're introverted, so they're more in touch, um, in touch with their feelings. They can become detached, unlike their one wing two friends. And they're a little more relaxed, so they're not on edge. They're not moving from one thing to the other. They're a little more circumspect, circumspect, thinking about things a little bit more. They're laid back, and this laid back persona is definitely something they grab from that nine wing. So unlike the one wing two, the one wing nine, um, they use the laid back uh, persona of a nine to gain friends, to maybe make their way into the business world. There's a lot less resentment towards this optimist character because they don't come off so black and white all the time like a traditional one type. 
Um, if you are a one wing nine, you do not want to be interrupted. You also don't want to be criticized or overlooked. Hmm. Uh, one wing nines care for the community. They desire to be good. They have a balanced attitude. Uh, kind of like what I was speaking to before, they definitely have a more relaxed disposition, which can really help you define whether you're an optimist or an activist. They fear being corrupt, which is very similar to um, the activist. They love volunteering, personal improvement, and social justice. So the main differences are the activist is an uh, extrovert, whereas the optimist, the wing nine, is an introvert. Um, thinking on the optimist's part, acting, talking is where you're going to find that activist wing two. The wing nine is understanding of people's needs and they're there in mind, whereas the activist is there in body. They're the ones that are doing those needs, fulfilling those needs um, as they desire and as helps the betterment of the entire world, right? <laughs> uh, the similarities, of course, at their core, they're still going to have that desire to be good people. They're going to desire to improve the world and be seen as great. They also are going to have that basic fear of being impure or corrupt. So those are wings of the one. Nice. So going on to type two... So your wings are only going to be the numbers on either side of your core number. So with the type two, they can have either a one or a three wing. The two with a one wing is known as the companion. These helpers with the one wing are dependable, responsible, and they're more concerned with doing things the right way. They are controlling, critical of themselves, and prone to guilt. They are less trusting and expect more from their efforts. So if they're gonna help you out, they kind of want something back. Um, they're more aware of their emotional needs, but still have trouble expressing those needs. And I just happen to be married to this type, the companion, and he's very dutiful. He loves to be appreciated and definitely wants to follow those rules. Um, in contrast, if you have the three wing as a type two, this is known as the host. This type is more extroverted, more warm, uh, welcoming, and they can be charming like the type three, ambitious and image conscious. They're competitive. They're more concerned with relationships than the two with the one wing. Um, they really want to connect with people, make people feel at home, um, they achieve more because of their confidence from that three wing. Um, and the host uh, subtype also tend to shape shift, kind of like the three. Um, they become whatever is needed or looked upon as the best image in that moment. And you'll know them mostly by their warm heartedness, their relational nature, and their generosity. Great. Hopefully that helps differentiate, you know, your wings. And we can also, I'd like to add that you can also have one wing, but sometimes you can have both wings. Right. So if you're finding, I don't know, I feel both the sides, you may have both wings. It's not very common, but it does happen where you pull from both sides. Mm -hmm. That just means you're a very well-balanced person. So hurrah for you. Mm -hmm. Moving on to type 
three, um, the entertainer, or sorry, yeah, no, <laughs> type the, achie- th- the achiever, sorry, three, the achiever, but what distracted me here is I'm reading over three with wing two is known as the enchanter. <laughs> so three wing two is the enchanter and they really live up to that title. They're charming, intimate people. These are your politicians, your pastors, those people that really make you want to be a better person, right? Um, They have a lust for attention and recognition, which sometimes can overtake when they're unappreciated. So if they're feeling unappreciated, they may go into their lust for attention and make that supersede any and all of their other feelings. Um... So that's definitely an enchanter wing to side. If you are an enchanter, you don't want to be tarnished. You don't want your rep to be tarnished. So reputation is everything. And you don't want anyone to say that you failed them. So again, rep is important. What What's going on on the outside is very important. Um, you can sometimes be manipulative uh, you encourage, but you fear rejection. So there's definitely the great sides. We've talked about the threes, wonderful um, sides in the past, especially in our first episode. But they also, the three wing two also has that negative side that we've talked about that the two has, that quid pro quo where I'm doing this, so you better do that back for me. So they're pulling the negative sides of two um, that we're very well aware of. Uh, The enchanter's basic desire is to be admired and they fear failure. So failure of any kind is going to be in that spectrum. They see their desire to be recognized, but they also use some of that energy from the two to help others. So that's the enchanter. Moving on to three wing four, they are known as the expert. So the expert is, it's kind of a difficult wing. Uh, Kelly and I have talked about there's two on the Enneagram um, circle that are kind of challenging because it's almost as if these numbers are having a war within themselves. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about the other warring Enneagram type a little bit later, but the three wing four, this expert is really warring within themselves because they've got the three, which is constantly concerned about, you know, looks and, Um, what's going on outside and their image. Whereas the four really cares about, you know, their depth and being chameleons and authentic. So there's a constant confusion within if you are an expert. Um, If you are this type, you definitely don't want people to call you disconnected. You don't want people to doubt you or create negative images of you. You focus on success being a three and development being um, three with a four wing. Of course, your core desire is to feel valued and you focus on, you know, the serious controlled. You're a little bit more controlled than the three wing two. Um, You fear failure, just like the three wing two, um, but you're more in touch with your feelings, the sensitive side. You still care about crafting the right, the quote, right image as opposed to a traditional four, but you have those feelings that a three wing two wouldn't have. Um, You love accomplishing goals, of course, being accepted and understanding yourself. 
The main differences are the three wing two is more driven versus the three wing four, which is more pretentious. The three wing two is focusing a little bit more on helping others, whereas a three wing four is going to care more about self image. And the similarities are, of course, both want to be admired and both want to be successful. Okay. So moving on to type four. Type four can have either a three or five wing or both. Um, the four with the three wing is known as the aristocrat. They want to be both the most unique and the best. They are very image aware. So they tend to dial back the emotional intensity that they feel so that they can be accepted socially. This is very important to them. Um, they also have a very competitive energy about them because of that three wing. Um, the four three wing is more productive. Um, they're very creative. And so because of that three wing, they're the type that can make their creative dreams happen. These fours also want to be noticed and are very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, moving on to the four with the five wing, they're known as the free spirit. They're more introverted and non-traditional, and this type can be very eccentric, and they don't mind being called that. They spend a lot of time alone. They don't need to be noticed as much um, as they need to be unique. They find it easier to let their emotions just be. They want to feel those deep emotions. Um, instead of talking about them or taking any kind of action. So that is the free spirit. Great. Type five. So we know type five as the thinker. And type five with a four wing is known as the philosopher. So the philosopher is creative, sensitive, and self-absorbed. So Unlike a traditional five, they're pulling from that four who needs to be different, who needs to be unique. Um, and I think we mentioned this before, but Kelly has talked about the wings being a quote peppering. So you may have a lot of a wing or you may have just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling like, well, I'm hearing some of this and I relate to it, but I don't feel like some of it applies. It could be that you may not have a strong wing um, and that's something to take into consideration. So going back to the five wing four, the philosopher, um, if you are this type, you don't want to be criticized. You want to keep um, kind of expressing yourself but doing it in your own way and not in a way that a four would openly but kind of just to yourself and maybe expressing that to select groups or select people. Because you are going to be guarded, but you're open to exploring as opposed to um, the five, six, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, you're not sure what to do with these feelings that you have. Um, you definitely feel the feels, which is not a traditional five. And, but you're unsure, like it's an uncertainty, but you have them. You have these feelings, you have these unique characteristics that come out maybe in art, maybe in the way you express your words. Um, they're present in a lot of actors, smart creativity. All of that is there in a five wing four. Your basic desire is to be capable um, and you're very curious and attentive. 
That's pulling again from your four. You fear being helpless and you want to experience melancholy or whether you want to or not, you experience it. Mm -hmm. And you're more tender than the five with six. So you're pulling from that four wing, those feelings that we spoke of, and you love learning new skills but you need time to progress. So you're not going to jump right into it, but you're definitely open to it. Now, the five-wing six, they're known as the troubleshooter. So fear plays a prominent role in the life of the troubleshooter. So unlike the five-wing four, they're going to fear more. They're going to base their actions, actions and decisions on being a little more anxious and skeptical towards those. Um, however, they are more social and loyal. So pulling from that six, they live more in their minds than the five wing four. Um, and their basic desire is to be competent. So again, fives care about that knowledge. They care about people turning to them to be the ones that quote, maybe know it all. And they do usually, right? (laughs) Um, don't ask a five wing six to be emotionally vulnerable. Okay. They're not going to open those doors anytime soon and don't fill them with doubts. So that again, they're going to take time to trust you. You have to earn their respect. You have to earn the right to have a vulnerable conversation with them. They do like to be alone and they're very logical and practical as we know fives to be very independent Um, One thing to notice, though, unlike a traditional six, is because it's a wing, they're very aware of this fear. It's not something that becomes them. It's something that they're aware of, that they have a little more control over than a traditional six. Um, Their basic fear is to be useless. So, of course, they want to be the ones you're going to um, in full competency. They love solving problems and they love their alone time, which is where they're usually seeking knowledge. So the main differences is the five wing four, the philosopher, is going to be more creative, more in tune with their feelings. Whereas the five wing six, the troubleshooter, is going to be thinking more into that fear zone. Uh, The philosopher is more melancholy, whereas the troubleshooter is more logical. The philosopher is more open to adventures and new ideas, whereas the troubleshooter really is just going to dive into that alone time. Their similarities are they're both very guarded. They both fear being useless and they desire to be capable. Right. Uh, So type six, Um, six with the five wing, the guardian. This type is going to be more introverted than its counterpart, um, more self-controlled and cautious. They often seek security from an authority figure. They're very private in nature, can be misread as distant or even rude. They are, they have a great need for alone time, but this can also work against them because, um, their alone time can lead to overthinking. And as they struggle with anxiety, they can get themselves into kind of a doomsday pit of overthinking and thinking of worst case scenarios. Um, and this can be really negative for them. Um, they struggle with the balance of this having enough alone time versus having enough connection with others. So that's the guardian. 
And the six with the wing seven is known as the confidant. This type is much more extroverted and playful. They really use that seven wing to allow them to do risky things that they wouldn't normally do as just the type six. Um, but although they're willing to risk, they have boundaries because of the six core. Um, they still suffer from anxiety, um, but handle this by planning well and allowing that seven wing to pull them out of that anxiety and have a little bit of fun. And they're willing to sacrifice themselves for a loved one. So that is the confidant. All right. So type seven, the entertainer. We love these entertainers. All right. So seven wing six is known as the pathfinder. So the pathfinder is more settled. You're going to see them with uh, projects. You're going to see them diving into more thought-based things. Um, they're a little bit more anxious because they are pulling from that six more often than not. Um, however, they still do not want you to put limits on them. They do want to be left alone at times, which is not common for a typical seven. So if you are a seven and you really have felt, you know, I actually do need my alone time, you probably have a wing six pathfinder. Mm -hmm. um, they do want to be given a choice, which is typical. They seek out those new experiences. They desire above all to feel fulfilled. And when you see a type seven, you know them by their enthusiasm, their joyfulness, and they really do fear missing out. So they're not the type that are going to sit on the bench. They're not the type that are sitting, waiting for somebody to ask them to dance. If someone's not asking, they're out there dancing by themselves, making noise, having fun, right? We love that about them. They are very dutiful and loyal. So again, they're pulling from that six, that loyal friend. Um, and they love choices and, of course, new experiences and parties, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I love, I, I speak to the seven because when I'm in health and strength, I go to seven, so I very much can relate to a lot of what the seven has to offer. And I love when I'm in my healthy seven. Mm -hmm. So seven wing eight is the opportunist. So unlike the Pathfinder, they're a little more competitive. They're going to draw from that eight and be bold and aggressive. So these are those sevens that are out there, maybe in sports where you've seen them. They're the fun, playful, but they're also very competitive and they'll get in your face. Um, they're going to use their wing when you get further on in life, um, in your career, to be persuasive. And they're going to use that challenger to really push boundaries in areas where they want to get what they want. Uh, they love having a good time. That is most important in a seven wing one or eight in a seven wing eight's life. So the opportunist is look, looking for um, the good times, the parties. They don't want to be controlled and they don't really like routine tasks. So I know we talked about this in kids, we talked about this in adults, but tasks are not their friends. However, they do need them at times to be successful in life. They don't love them. They desire more than anything to have contentment. And again, you're going to know these opportunists when you see their charismatic protectiveness and their optimism come out. They fear above all to be deprived of anything pretty much. Um, they love being the center of attention. 
And when they're pulling into their eight, they're going to accomplish goals like nobody's business. Um, And they also love to travel. What makes them different is the seven wing six is more fear-based and the seven wing eight is more bold and courageous based. Their similarities are they both like to party, they both love social activities, and they do not want to be controlled. Right. Type eight. So eight can have a seven wing or a nine wing. Um, Eight wing seven is known as the nonconformist. This is going to be your outgoing, fun, adventurous type. Um, They can also be very reckless because they are so fearless and so confident in their decisions. They are energetic, ambitious, yet impulsive. They truly live life to the fullest. They are the most energetic of all the types and most likely to be an entrepreneur growing up, after they've grown up. They are more social and relational than other eights. The eight with a nine wing is known as the diplomat. This type is going to be more cooperative and approachable. Um, They can also be conciliatory. They are modest, less blustery, supportive, and great leaders. Their nine wing helps them mediate, but also helps them negotiate to success that they crave. They are more laid back and more receptive to others, and they really do care about their relationships. Perfect. Last but not least is our type nine, the peacemaker. So when nine has an eight wing, they're known as the advisor. Think power versus peace. They're energized by anger, but they also avoid it at all costs. So when we talked about the three wing four earlier, that was one of the energies um, that is conflicting on the inside with themselves. This is the other type we're speaking to. So the nine with the eight wing, it's almost like they want to be peaceful, but they also want to control and be powerful. So understanding that that is kind of a fight that is continually ongoing within you. And if that is you, you're probably an advisor. Um, they, they don't want to be overlooked. They create tension. Um, they do not want to be restricted. So again, pulling from that eight wing, they're pushing the boundaries, creating conflict, but also desiring peace. So it's a strange place to be. Um, their basic desire is still to be balanced. So they're trying to find that balance between peace and conflict, fighting for what they're courageous enough to fight for and still having a peaceful place, a peaceful state of being. They're social, very supportive of their friends, their causes, whatever they're involved in. Um, Their anger, I want to mention this because nine is in the gut triad, and we've talked about this a few times, but their anger comes out differently than an eight or a one. It's more of a passive anger. However, a nine with an eight wing is going to be a little more... Um, on the brim, if you will, of allowing that anger to come out as opposed to a nine with a one wing. It still could be a little passive aggressive, but it is going to be a little bit easier to come out. They fear conflict because they are peacemakers. They love feeling heard. They, They are feeling gratified by routines. Helping others through their conflict is huge because that kind of fulfills both sides, right? They are allowing to uh, mediate 
and they're allowing themselves to create peace, but they're also kind of recruiting that eight to help kind of navigate through the conflict. So um, if you find yourself doing that, you're probably a nine wing eight. Advisors are also clear and direct and they act for the underdog. So they are constantly um, brooding for that underdog. Nine wing one, however, are known as the negotiators. They very much see the difference between right and wrong. So again, as a peacemaker, they are seeking peace, but they understand right and wrong in a similar fashion that ones do. Um, as you know, ones see things black and white. So they're going to pull from that in trying to understand, okay, this is how we're creating peace in this situation. Um, the one's energy keeps nines focused. So we've mentioned how nines can be procrastinators. They put things off. They kind of take it day to day. Well, a nine wing one is going to be a little more focused, accomplishing things more often. If you are a nine wing one, you do not want to be ignored. You want to be acknowledged, um, but you also don't want people to be around you that drain you of all your energy. Um, you also do not want conflict, but can sometimes create it. So again, a nine wing one isn't going to be a conflict maker necessarily, but you're not going to shy away from it like some of the other Enneagram types. Um, you desire peace, so you're fighting for peace in your own way. Hmm. You're friendly, optimistic, you fear losing what matters most. Um, and that could mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people, but you do not want to lose what matters most to you. And you love consistency, uniting people, of course, and acceptance from others. So what differentiates the two wings is the advisor pulls anger more versus the 9-1 being more inner-directed. Um, the advisor, the wing 8, is more power-focused so they're really going to push power and competitiveness, whereas the 9-1 is more focused on accomplishing things. Their similarities are routines and, of course, that consistency of peace. So those are the wings. And it's kind of in a nutshell. Of course, we could talk about wings all day long, but that gives you an idea of what all Enneagram types are and their wings. Again, if you have questions about any of the types or the wings or any information that we go over in any of the podcast episodes, feel free to message us and thank you for joining.